Welcome back to the True Patriot Outfitters podcast. Folks, it's been a hot minute since we last had the opportunity to sit down and share some fishing stories and nonprofits with you folks. You know what? The tournament season, like we said uh, back in the wintertime, tournament season gets here, man, it really grabs our attention um, and it makes it really difficult. Now you add in the the extra layer of us moving to the kayak game now. Um, and yeah, man, I've been busier than a one-armed paper hanger out there, y'all. It's It's been, uh, it's been rather crazy. So this podcast here, I had recorded uh, a couple sections of the podcast a few weeks ago. And so I do apologize that the time isn't going to be right. Uh, the second part of this podcast, I actually recorded shortly after Mother's Day. So uh, some of the information is a little dated there, but it's 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 close and makes sense. It is now today, May 23rd, and we're going to be dropping this podcast in the next day or so, um, putting it all out there. But like I said, sometimes we just got to go with what we can uh, and piece these things together how we can when we get a moment Um Dude, it's been phenomenal. Um, you know, the some of the news that we've announced in the past. Uh, let's start on the fishing tip, shall we? Um, it makes the most sense. So we are part of Team New Canoe. Uh, we are our direct uh, extension of the pro team from Rocky Mountain Fishing Kayaks, which is our local uh, Denver Metro Colorado area here New Canoe dealer. Um, and I want to add to this that we are extremely proud to be a part of this uh, this organization's team. Um, I can tell you from top to bottom, this organization is built around the mentality of customer service, quality products, and f- just family taking care of each other. Um, this company listens to its customers. Um, they are not immune to issue, you know, what? any organization out there when you're manufacturing your, you know, the possibility for issue comes up, um, not saying new canoe isn't, uh, is, you know, clean and perfect across the board with this, but I will say this, um, of other companies out there, the thing that separates new canoe is the, the items that I just mentioned, when you have issues, this company is built around the concept of listening, listening to its customers and adjusting practice or adjusting product and doing what needs to be done. Um, and they have a track record to prove that. No question. So um, from our side, dude, from the fishing side, fishing out of this unlimited has been amazing. Um, I am so very great, grateful and thankful every day to have the unlimited as my primary craft. Um we we keep adjusting and tweaking certain things uh, that we've that we've wanted to to get done. One of the most recent is uh, a throttle positioning maneuver, and as simple as that sounds to those of you who don't do this, um, for those of you that do uh, go out in powered kayaks, um, you probably get where I'm coming from. It was a small tweak, but it was so needed, and man, the difference. And what we're talking about is this. So I have a uh, New Canoe Unlimited uh, that's powered by our 24-volt EPS system at the at the stern, back on the transom. Just a simple motor that goes down in the water there. Super powerful little critter, um, throwing about 60 pounds of thrust out of that little guy. <clears throat> and that's my main mode of transportation. And then I use uh, just an anchor system off the front. Um, and then I, I feather throttle uh, to deal with wind and kind of work around that kind of stuff because I don't have um, any other propulsion short of a paddle. Um, 
and I'm not a, I don't enjoy having the paddle free when I'm trying to fish. It's just too much crap going on uh, around there. I, I watch videos of guys that have, you know, uh, paddles across their lap and they're doing that's, I, I envy you guys. That's, uh, or I'm amazed. I should say, I don't envy you. Um, I uh, am amazed by the coordination to keep everything together. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a, you know, looks like uh, a day at the circus when I catch a fish, man, like a clown car. When I start pulling nets and grabbing a catch board and, you know, this and that, trying to get my camera up and get a photo and keep the boat from drifting, you know, 12 miles down the lake from the wind or whatever. So yeah, we're still adjusting to all those pieces there. But so here's the deal. I've got the, I've got the power drive, right? Um, it's from the rear of the boat. So I'll use it, I'll set the throttle to about, say, you know, anywhere between 5 and 15, depending on what the wind's doing, and depending on if I'm practicing or if I'm really trying to thoroughly fish, I'll set it at that percentage of, of throttle and just roll down uh, the, the bank as I'm fishing and looking for certain uh, things. Well, I was at Horsetooth uh, a few weeks ago in practice, and I cast out. And I'm rolling through and I'm liking what I'm seeing there, but I'm moving a little too fast and I want to slow down. Okay. As I'm approaching this one area, I want to slow down and kind of fish this a little bit more thorough. Well, my throttle was set up on a, uh, uh, one of the yak attack, um, you know, throttle mounts sitting off to the right side. So what I, uh, I fish left-handed, right? I reel left-handed and fishing pole in my right hand. So I cast out, um, and uh, I'm letting it drop and I'm bringing it a little bit and I decide I want to s slow down in this area. So I move the pole to my left hand and I reach down over here to, to back the throttle down to about, you know, 5% or so. And as I'm backing down, I get hit. Boom, hits the pole. And I got to tell you, I don't know if it was I just didn't wasn't holding on to it right or if it was just awkward, but it felt like it damn near ripped the pole out of my hands. And I'm thinking, what the heck? So I'm grabbing the pole there and I'm trying to reel and get her brought back up. And it just dawned in my head, okay, this, this doesn't work. I don't like where that throttle's positioned. So literally after we get this little guy, cause it was like a 13 inch, uh, little smallie. That's all it was, but he must've hit it on the run and decided to take off. And it was, a, it was a good strike no matter what, but still shouldn't have caused that much of jumbling, you know, in my hands. So I decided right then and there, after I let him go, I moved the throttle from my right over to my left. Wow. Small adjustment like that. What a difference. Now when I'm fishing, I'm sitting there and I'm reeling. I can basically take, you know, take up that slack piece, keep contact with the bait in my right hand and reach down with my left and adjust my throttle where I need it. And I can easily see it. And I prefer to fish off the port side of my kayak as much as I can. Uh, if I have an opportunity, I position so that I fish off that side. Cause I just, I feel like I'm more accurate with those casts and I'm just a uh, little, I can, I can get in a better routine fishing that side uh, as opposed to fishing from my, from the starboard side. So I move this thing and all of a sudden now I can adjust that throttle and I can maintain contact with my bait the whole time out there with the pole small adjustment like that. Since then I have picked up a couple of Ram mounts and now mounted it right to the seat of that fusion 360 seat. So as I rotate, the throttle goes with me. It doesn't never gets in my way. Um, little adjustments like this dude, huge, huge. We'll, uh, we'll be putting some pictures up of that once we have it cleaned up and refined kind of where we, where we want it to be. So, 
Um, you know, this brings me to another piece here leading up to, and then shortly thereafter, uh, the horse tooth event, um, we had a great practice, what I thought was a great practice. And then much like what has been happening for the last year and a half on tournament day, uh, it just turns into a hot dumpster fire, um, and stupidity, um, not fishing clean, uh, just not making good decisions, whatever you want to name it as. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'd there for a while, I was at a loss of what to do. So we posted a recap on this. <coughs> we did our walk of shame, uh, posted our recap, and basically apologized to our sponsors and uh, to all those that are supporting us that uh, that we put this much time, effort, and work. We have some of the best equipment that money can buy, and yet we, uh, we show up on tournament day and just flounder. Um, but I got to tell you, what was more important to me, I mean, our, our resolution, by the way, was angler up and fish through it. Okay. I mean, that's really what, the, that's where, what we were at, but what blew me away was the amount of support of folks that replied to this. You know, we wanted to make a, you know, I've said from day one, we want to remain transparent, right? Uh, we're showing the ups and the downs. This is the reality of what goes into this. And, and I have said this before. Um, I have never in my life, I'm almost 50, and I've never encountered an activity, a job, or something of this nature that, that you can love so much but can be so grueling and just uh, just taxing to every fiber of your body when it comes to the, the, uh, uh, the process, if you will. But the most important piece was the support that started coming out amongst family and friends throwing their support out. There were some new friends that we've made in the fishing world that are very experienced and are some, you know, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. One of the gentlemen that, that gave me a strong piece of advice is none other than Jody Queen himself, a man that I am proud to call my friend. Uh, we've had an opportunity to speak only uh, over Zoom and for interview piece, but I think we realized we have much in common and his, I've actually opened my home to him, any uh, open invite anytime he's in this neck of the woods fishing any events. He is absolutely more than welcome to come here and uh, stay with my wife and I am, uh, and my family. Um, so he has a place to stay in the Colorado area. Um, but his sound advice piece um, was that of time on the water. And, you know, we started thinking back and thinking back and it's not a surprise, but yet it's, awesome to see that this is why this guy is one of the best in the world, because that is the one area that we have not truly, truly addressed. You know, we try to fake it to ourselves that we're addressing it, but going out and fishing the week of, you know, two or three times the week of a tournament, but yet the week prior, we got out one time or whatever. That's just not going to cut it. Folks, when you're trying to compete at a high level, especially on waters that are not familiar to you, that just won't cut it. Plus, you can't expect to show up on tournament day and be clean. Um, when you have the expectations that we have for ourselves, it requires uh, a higher level of commitment is the point I'm getting at. 
if I didn't know any better, if I was still very inexperienced in tournament fishing, or if I were still very young in the game, uh, new to tournament fishing of some kind, then I probably wouldn't have the expectations that I have. But I do have a series of expectations and I have a bar. Um, I'm actually going to be reaching out with, uh, with uh, some, some uh, uh, business colleagues and friends that are actually going to help me with some of the mental game piece on this. Um, I'm taking a page from Mr., uh, uh, another good friend of ours, part of our Anglers Network, Mr. Matt Steffen out of Wisconsin. He is a pro bass angler, fishes the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Um, and he actually talked about getting, uh, working on his mental game, uh, at one point to get things just right. Well, we're actually going to uh, partake in something very similar, but, but I want to preface that by saying this, I don't show up to these events to participate. I don't show up to these events just to be able to claim and say I was there. Dude, I'm here for a purpose when I show up to compete. I deep inside I do have a very competitive streak. I'm not just here for for uh a simple you know a simple piece or a simple uh, uh result. I'm here to perform. I'm here to to do something and leave an impact for myself inside my head. I know what the byproducts are when that happens, I've seen it in different sports. I've coached sports a lot of years. Um, I've made it a point to study these things and understand them better. And so I absolutely will not yield when it comes to keeping a very high expectation about what I expect for myself when I show up to these events. So what I need to get in line and what needs to balance out is that my effort going in matches my expected results. What's been happening is that my expected results have remained way up here, but my actual input has been way down here. Uh, I can't confuse the time of, of working, working certain aspects of, of, of a small business with time honing my skills as a competitive angler. They're very different. Um, so that is where we're at. And of course, leave it to Mr. Jody Queen, um, my friend, to to point out that piece to us. So um, to all of you that responded to us, thank you so very much for that support. It means more than you realize. Um, and and like I said, you don't ever have to think or worry that we're going to, um, you know, hang it up or, or do this or that. We'll make adjustments. We'll make strategic placements and, and, and make smart business decisions in this area, but we would never walk away from this, uh, based on our fishing piece. Okay. The thing that will get us to walk away from this is a financial, you know, inability to continue. That would be it in all honesty, or, you know, we'll find some way to, to keep kicking. And speaking of uh, the the work that we're doing, this takes us to our nonprofit section. Man, it's uh, almost uh, summertime. It's coming into late spring. We're closing in on Memorial Day. We've got tons of events, uh, as we're going to mention in the next series, uh, next half of this uh, deal. We are going to be in uh, uh, Tuscumbia, Alabama. Uh, with the uh, Global War on Terror's Wall of Remembrance. We'll be there this weekend um, uh, in North Al Alabama there, very close to Birmingham, uh, uh, Huntsville, 
Um, it's, uh, it's set right on the Tennessee river there. It's beautiful area. And we're going to be at one of the Harley Davidson, uh, dealerships there with our wall deployed. So we're super excited to be a part of that. Um, Allegiance Ranch and Rescue, July 23rd, we got the Heroes and Horses Hoedown that's coming. That is a huge, big event for them. Warrior Bonfire has uh, vet stock that's about to go off, big concert series. Um, they've got events going on throughout the year. Now is the time, if, uh, if you're looking to just uh, find activities and know that you're you know partaking in these activities and supporting uh, a sector of this country that absolutely more than deserves our support. Um, check out these nonprofits, check out Romans warrior, check out, uh, allegiance ranch warrior bonfire. And one that is really starting to uh, make its own waves and create, create its identity. We've been working with them for a while now, but, um, big, big things are in the works for them. Operation equine, um, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Miss Michelle K over there. Uh, that is the founder of Operation Equine. We actually did a follow-up interview with her. That'll be dropping uh, probably in a week or so. We'll have that one put out <clears throat> with our follow-up interview. Just check on them. Uh, Romans Warrior Foundation, Operation Equine. We're going to be working together to do some really cool stuff coming up here. They've got some neat things uh, in the works. So be checking out those guys. Follow them on social media. Check out their website. Of course, donate, volunteer, uh, whatever uh, you'd like to do with that piece. So... In uh, the the spirit of basically getting to know our nonprofits, what we had the opportunity to do was uh, go out to the ranch and talk to one of their volunteers. Um, the ranch is a huge family, right? Uh, doing the work they do, the love for horses, the love for veteran support, um, and finding ways to give back in its own therapeutic uh, benefits that come with it for the volunteers, for the vets, for the horses. Um, it's a, it's a cool, cool symbiotic relationship that goes on out there. That is, uh, um, that is so very, very neat and special to witness. And so finding out who these volunteers are, man, that put in their time and effort and, uh, to maybe you'll see a lot of similarities with these folks to yourself. If you're in the Denver Metro area, uh, in, uh, this, you know, or around Erie, um, you know, Longmont, uh, any of these North Metro areas, I encourage you check out the ranch, come out and uh, do a, one of the new, new volunteer orientations. Just, just spend a couple hours. You may find uh, another, like some of these folks have found is a home away from home out there and they can always use the extra help um, when it comes to uh, getting stuff done around the ranch uh, to help the horses and, and be prepared to do the, the work that these beautiful animals do for our veterans and first responders and their families. So uh, without further ado, uh, we are going to kick over on a break here. We're going to kick over to about 11 minute interview we did with one of the volunteers there and give you a chance to get to meet her and, uh, and get a chance to see exactly why she does what she does. So stick with us here and we hope you enjoy the interview. Like I said, when we come back the second part of this was actually recorded earlier so i apologize for any repeat or any information there but uh um, as always folks we we appreciate your uh, your support and uh, hope that you enjoy uh, what you're seeing here so follow us here and uh, check out the interview 
Hey folks, how's it going? Gene Campbell with the True Patriot Outfitters Podcast. We are here at the ranch today for one of our special little segments that uh, you're probably tuning into us uh, with our update with the ranch right now. We have an opportunity to speak with one of the volunteers here that works at the ranch. Um, we're going to be going through and doing uh, quite a few more segments just like this here, trying to uh, introduce some of the, the great, great people. It is, I've told you guys this before, it's a family out here. It absolutely is. And so just getting a chance to meet these folks out here, it's, uh, it's a privilege for us. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you guys to Miss Lori Lindemann. Is that right? That's right. You bet. Lori. Hello, yes. So when did you... Uh, get started with the ranch. When did you discover it and uh, and get a chance to start volunteering out here? Yeah, probably I would say I've been out here for about six months. I oh, learned nice. about them a little over two years ago and I was working at another place with horses um, and, and they were going through some changes that weren't with my kind of way of thinking. Gotcha. And a friend of mine Karen told me about Allegiance and so she and I came out here for the orientation together and I fell in love with this place. I've loved supporting veterans my whole life and I love horses my whole life. So just check a, both boxes, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not a rider. I'm a horrible rider, but I'm a great grounds person with these horses. And you mentioned it's a family out here. Yeah. It is. This is, and I have told people, my friends, my family all across the country, this is my home away from home. When I have Great. spare time, this is where my heart is. That's I mean, awesome. This is where I hang my heart every day. Have you always, I mean, did you grow up with horses? How did, no, no? is this something you just discovered later on? The high school bits and pieces, we lived in the rural areas and I found my way to a ranch out there and the man let me play with his horses and gave me some mucky boots and stuff like that. Nice. But no, I've never had horses, but I've loved them forever. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. They're well, you said home. you're not a rider, you're a, you know, a stall person. That's exactly the, the few times that I've had an opportunity to come out and volunteer. That's what I do as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's right in, place. right in the stalls there. That's where I get to, the smells to me is wonderful. And the sounds of the horses breathing and moving and just being around you while you're Picking up the poop and raking it and yep. shoveling all that is one of my favorite things. Do you do you notice also the you you see some of the demeanors and the the personalities of them? They're, they're some of them a little more curious than others yes. about who you are. That that's one of the things we noticed out here that I really like. Absolutely, and they they like to smell your hands and kind of your face area, yep. and they're always afraid because they they're prey animals. And so they are used to being attacked. And so if, as a human, you know, if you're slow and gentle around them and let them smell you, they get to know you. And nice. so over time, you're just one of them. You're one of the herd too. Well, and it, oh, it, That's how I look at it. Anyway. Absolutely. And it's what leads to, you know, the science that backs it, the, the, the visible piece we see, the, the therapy that can be provided to individuals that are working through some things like anxiety, depression, PTSD, things of that nature. How did that connection work for you? Did you grow up around a military family or is this, is this just something also that you discovered later um, on that you wanted to try to give back to? Right. You just gave me the chills when you talked about the emotional benefits mm. of, of horses. And um, while I don't have um, a need for equine therapy, I have gotten it just by osmosis. Right. I didn't even know. <laughs> um, our, our nephew is an army ranger. Emmett Stangle and my uncle, my mom's brother was in the Navy, but that's it as far as military and my family. Right. I have just been 
raised very patriotically, um, back to blue, all all of that. You right. Know? So it's in my nature. I have at the other equine therapy place and this place too. I have heard stories about the magnificent impact these horses have had with yeah. male and female warriors. They come here and whether they just muck or they hang out at the bonfires or whatever they're doing here, they're in a supportive, caring family and the horses just circle around and protect you, man. It's right. it's powerful. It is. It is. I, I concur a hundred. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's absolutely the same. Um, it was the same feeling that I got the first, first opportunity when I got a chance to come out here and spend time. Yeah. When we were invited to show up to uh, one of the horsemanship clinics. Right. And it was standing here with Gloria and watching that bonding take place. It's, I'm a big one for science, right? Yes. I like seeing the medical stuff behind it. For sure. But when you witness it firsthand, it's, it's changing. Yeah, it you know? is. And that's, and it that's, is. uh. You know, yeah, it's powerful stuff, yeah. so that's awesome. Yep. I just feel very blessed that I have the liberty to be out here as much as I can and that I found this place. I don't see myself ever going anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have either one of these backgrounds per se growing up, but no. it was one something that you'd come across and you said you came to one of their um one of their clinics, the orientations. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And they hold those about what, once a month? At least. Yeah. Sometimes twice a month, depending on right. the season and how many interested people they have. I think right. that's what determines. And then they they teach you horse handling and how to be around the horses and um it's also a uh ask questions if you don't know or if you're confused or if you didn't get something right. there's always somebody around here to help you and guide you and um emerald manages the place i think during the day yep. and so she's always here with volunteers and guiding and helping too so you don't have to know anything about horses you just have to want to be here and and volunteer and help then there's always something to do on the ranch, right? Right. right. What does your real quick? Speaking of Emerald, she is the bomb. She's yes, phenomenal. She, is. she has saved awesome my bomb. butt, and I I ask questions of her all the time. Probably yeah. goofy questions, but just about horse mannerisms. You know yep. what? What is this one? You know, telling me right now? Should right. I be worried? Right. <laughs> Am I okay? Yep. Yeah. She she is great. Um, very very good. And helping out the newbies we out all, here. Yes, we all appreciate her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So take us through an average volunteer. It's what usually about two hours uh, during during a day when you come and volunteer. Right. Those are the the sessions, the volunteer sessions. Right. Um, I with Gloria got to do something different, so I can spend more time out here. Nice. Um, but what you would do in a day is so. What I would do in a day is I get here and Emerald and I have worked out. I'll work on the north north paddock area and I'll get all the waters refreshed and scrub scrub the water bins if they need it nice. um, and then muck all the stalls back there and I just muck meaning picking up raking and picking up the poop and yep. put it in the wheelbarrow and then taking it out there to the muck pile um, and I just work my way south yep. and kind of meet her in the middle somewhere and then we'll grain the horses and she's got grain buckets right there and uh, we put them on the fence, and so they get grain and special stuff during the, in the middle of the day. Nice. Um, and then, you know, when the weather's good, we'll get any or all of the horses that we have time for and bring them out and tie them up on the rail there and groom them. And the grooming will go through brushing them out, their tails, their manes, nice. cleaning their feet, 
Um, and then they get to walk full on mani pedi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. It's a mani pedi. Well, I call it a spa day too. You can say That's it's right. a spa day for the horses. Right, right. And then walk them around in the green, green grass and let them eat leisurely, and then That's take awesome. them back and get the next one. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and considering where these horses have been picked up from, some of the conditions they were dealing with. Um, some of them weren't going to be guaranteed to see the light of day, That's you know, right. coming up. And That's right. so to see them so, so vibrant out here and healthy yeah. and knowing the impact they're providing and the, the help they're giving others out there. I mean, that's, it's, it's just such a win-win all the it way is. around the board. You're right. You're right. So. And, and these horses have, by the time I've arrived by now, I haven't seen any new ones come in. Right. Um, these ones are very used to humans and they're very good and gentle around you and I mean right. some of them they all have their personalities right and so right. you have to know certain things about a couple of them but none of them are dangerous or no or, yeah. I think Rosie's a diva I'm gonna say that I think she's kind of a diva I think but <laughs> there she's, are some divas out here yeah she tell you, she that. told me a couple times oh, there you know I could funny. tell I was like all right that's too funny. yeah but you do you know I'm out there talking to them while I'm mucking and stuff and yeah. doing the waters and I talk to them they yeah there's divas and there's alpha males and they're they're just fun you got the opposite of that in valor right he is just a snuggle bug right. half the time right. yeah isn't that a feeling when like they'll come and up and big head puts right on your shoulder there yeah oh my gosh yeah, yeah. that's heaven it's it's uh yeah it's so neat to see that and i i do think by mucking the stalls and initially working and grooming them it gives you yeah. that chance to get to know them it like does that, so. absolutely absolutely well, and i've worked out here side by side with veterans too yeah um they're coming out doing the same thing i'm doing um but yeah, I haven't done any official veteran support with uh, sure. the uh, bonfires and stuff, but they do sure. need that too. Well, absolutely. To prepare for them and get the food and get it all set up. Well, we, we wouldn't join, but it's just for the veterans, but just to prepare the yeah. event. Well, and if there's one thing the ranch teaches you is that, I mean, this, this is a huge family piece. Yeah. Everybody taking care of these horses allows these veterans and first responders, these warriors to come in. Yeah and spend time with them absolutely you know the time you're spending with them is getting them used to people right so that they know that we're okay and yep. that we're here to help them and they can in turn you know bring that back so yeah it's exactly. very symbiotic yes. you know type relationship how out lucky here. are we to do this that's right, right. that's right so. Lori. thank you so very you're very much for your time with yeah. this i appreciate you doing this too and getting absolutely. the word out and supporting the ranch and i'm gonna tell people about your podcast too. And <laughs> well, we appreciate yeah, that. you bet. I'm, I'm excited right. to be hooked in now. More subscribes we get, the better there. Yeah, you know, that's very good. Thank you, Gene. I really appreciate it. You bet. Everybody, <laughs> make sure smash that subscribe button. We're going to send you back to the podcast now. Tight lines, be safe. <laughs> and welcome back here. So, as we said before the break here, one last piece I wanted to talk about on the new canoe site. So, we are part of team new canoe and we rep uh, represent um obviously the the, the company um, and we specifically represent and help with representing uh, in the Rocky Mountain region here, uh, Rocky Mountain Fishing Kayaks. They are our local new canoe dealer here in uh, the Denver metro area here in the entire state of Colorado. And they are um, the dealer that I work with specifically. Matt over there, the owner, fantastic dude, um, knows a lot about fishing uh, from a kayak there. It can be a, a great source of information if you're, if you're interested. 
Um, he can get a hold of all the lines, all the cool equipment. He's got a lot of stuff on hand as well. Um, and uh, it's a great little dealership. And like I said, if you're looking for a guy that will take personal attention to you, check him out. Rocky Mountain Fishing Kayaks. Uh, go give him a ring there. Um, one of the cool things that we are going to be in a position to do with our Warrior Field Ops that we have is uh, having four unlimited kayaks one of these and what we've decided to do is we are setting these up for also being able to help with the team new canoe piece of being able to um, provide demo uh, situations we are going to have the powered uh, kayak we'll have a pedal uh, kayak and we'll have the paddle version of that um, and uh, so we'll, we'll we will have two paddle versions with a pedal and then the uh, the powered one which is the one I use for the safety of the events of uh, when we have three kayaks out there so if you are in the market if you want to take a look at why we love the unlimited so much um, give us a call hit us DM hit us on email uh, check us out get a hold of Matt at Rocky Mountain uh, Fishing Kayaks there he knows that we're available up here um, and I will be glad to work out a time with you where we can take the kayaks out and uh, we can go test them out there and you can get a chance to demo one of these and then uh, if it's something that you're interested in something you like you can get a hold of Matt over there at Rocky Mountain and uh, and away you go he'll, he'll set you up so anyway we'll uh, we'll be having that so as we were talking about the Ro Roman Warrior Foundation Warrior Field Ops what that is is a fancy word uh, those of you from the military background understand what we're talking about there those of you who do not have any type of military background it's just a fancy phrase for saying we're going out into the outdoors and uh, we're going to get some stuff uh, downrange here we are going to have some fun um, in the form of uh, four major areas that we're going to be providing fishing kayaking uh, from uh, kayak fishing if you will um, or just going out and paddling around on a kayak in one of the small areas. Golf is one of the big ones we are adding on board. And then, of course, camping. And a lot of times we're going to combine all of these together into one field op that we're going to put together for, uh, for any of the warriors we're working with. Um, the golf piece here, we have had the opportunity to join up with a group uh, called For Business. Um, by we, I mean me. Uh, I've joined with these these guys and uh, with this group. Phenomenal group of, of business people uh, that are in uh, in this area. And it's centered around golf. Well, as part of that, we are given the opportunity to take others to these golf courses that we're a member of now. And so we are going to extend that, uh, the usage of that, to uh, the the field ops, the warrior field ops that we're going to be running. So we're going to be able to offer some completely paid for uh, golf trips uh, that we can take guys out and, and, and do 18 holes. It's a beautiful courses here in Colorado. They, they, they really are. Um, you can be right in the middle of town and just never even feel it uh, because you're surrounded by just a, a lot of beautiful, uh, beautiful trees, scenery, uh, water, um, and so, yes, it'll become part of it. So we are going to be offering uh, straight fishing. Uh, that can be fishing from the shore, fishing from a boat, or fishing from the kayak. Um, kayaking, um, not, not uh, uh, swift water by any measure, not moving water, but lakes, uh, lake kayaking. Um, and uh, we'll have golf, and we'll also have camping trips that we're putting together. We're getting our strategic partners all in, all in line 
Um, we've got some new connections we're making in the veteran community here. We're going to reach out and try to speak with a few legions around here that we can start uh, pooling from as well. And of course, our fantastic nonprofit partners, the Ranch Warrior Bonfire and Operation Equine. Um, we are in the works with a fifth um, nonprofit, and we'll be making that announcement later. Uh, this will be that's our max that we wanted to work with we work with romans then we have the three others uh, we wanted to add a fourth into that um, that covers a specific area that means quite a bit to us and that we want to try to help with and so uh, we're, we're working out the details on that as we speak but exciting stuff um, we're like i said we're making a lot of connections in here uh, we are actively searching right now, and by we, I mean the True Patriot Outfitters. That is my business. It is a for-profit organization. We work with these uh, nonprofits here. Yes, I also work with Romans Warrior. That's another position I have. But the specific work that I do in promotions, uh, in the competition fishing, and then providing the services, um, the, the, the equipment, the knowledge, the, the, the logistics and so forth, being able to provide that. The work I do with nonprofits is free of charge. Um, I, we do, none of us make a, make a salary with Romans Warrior Foundation. That is just not how we're built right now. Um, so we need to be able to take care of expenses that are involved with these trips and we do that through a lot of donations. And more importantly, on my side, you know, that I have to be focused on is keeping my truck rolling down the road. Um, this has been something that my family and I have financed, you know, for the last uh, couple of years here. And we need to obviously change some direction on that. So we are looking for some strategic partners, um, two, possibly three at the max that we can provide promotional work for, that we can provide other services, um, become an extension of the ownership there and help represent their brand. And then of course, involve them uh, through that association and through the phenomenal uh, advertising that is coming from our truck, from the old bass buggy there. Um, we, we, we up that even further by providing this advertising on the kayaks, the trailers involved with this. Uh, eventually and then all the events uh, our sponsors with the true patriot outfitters will have an opportunity to um, get naming rights on some of the events that we put on uh, that the possibly reoccurring events and then any of the of the charitable work that we're doing their name becomes associated with that so again we're we are actively in the in the works here of looking for if you're if you know of a company that wants to try to find a way that they can um, uh, you know, help with these services on a broad scale and they're interested in receiving the advertising or I should say more of the promotional side uh, benefit of this absolutely send them our way we'd love to speak with them uh, obviously in the Colorado area it's most uh, beneficial but uh, nevertheless um, we are we're capable of and we do go nationwide so we'll be uh, we'll be actively uh, you know piecing some more of that hopefully we have a couple of those lined up by the end of the uh, end of the season here uh, so we can uh, make sure that we have everything lined up properly for Nexia so events that we're going to be having here we're going to be doing some test run events with some of the kayak fishing deals there to get our uh, paddles wet so to speak um, to make sure we have our logistics shields johnstown colorado has been amazing in the donations of equipment to allow us to be able to have 
all the safety equipment that we need to be able to make a fishing trip safe for uh, these warriors when we take them out. So, and then we're continuing looking for the private waters, more secluded waters that we can take uh, these guys to that uh, becomes a little bit more uh, enjoyable of an experience, if you will. So we're gonna we're gonna stay on that mode as well and see what we can come up. We're hoping one of the bigger uh, events that we want to put together will be booking in the fall. Uh, we do have the November uh, date locked out. We have the Wall uh, Global War on Terror's Wall of Remembrance is, is coming to Sh uh, Shields Johnstown, Colorado. That's going to be an event you don't want to miss. Uh, stick with us. We'll be giving more information out on that uh, for sure. Uh, you want to come down there. I'd love to meet you guys. Stop in, say hey. Um, we're going to have some uh, some pretty cool little giveaways that we'll be doing while we're there as well. Speaking of the Wall. We are going to be flying to Alabama here over Memorial Day. By we, I mean my wife and I. We are heading down there to work as an extension for Mr. Brian uh, and his wife, Shannon. Uh, we're there. They can't be at this event, so we are going to step in their stead uh, and, uh, and fill in down there. Um, it... Uh, We'll be uh, posting on our social media channels the, the Harley-Davidson dealership where we're going to be there in northern Alabama, not too far from Gunnersville. We've been talking with a couple of the guys in the Anglers Network, uh, uh, one big name that's in that's going to be in that neck of the woods. We're hoping to have them come up here and join us at the wall. We'll be having the wall on display for all day Saturday. We'll break her down and, uh, and get out of there on Sunday. But uh, we'll be heading down there. Our work never ceases uh, to, to uh, not exist. We're doing this in between all of our uh, different events that we have uh, scheduled out here as well. So it's a busy, busy May that we have lined up uh, for sure. And it's just going to get busier. The, uh, that's really the objective. That's kind of what we're, what we're aiming for with this. Before we close out this episode of the podcast, we also want to send a very heartfelt and... Um, condolences uh to the to the scott family mr ray scott um the founder if you will uh, of bass um and some consider the father of competitive bass fishing uh, out there um he passed away on mother's day uh, in the evening and that is uh that is a, a huge loss for our sport he was a pioneer a visionary uh, a simple man with a big dream um and he created help put on the planet a sport that many of us um, are very, very grateful to be a part of. Uh, it doesn't matter where your, your preferences lie when it comes to format, this or that, bass or MLF. That's really uh, irrelevant. And I think if we can honor uh, this giant of a human being uh, in any way, it can be in looking at our sport more as a singularity. Um, and putting uh, to the side the tiny squabbles of certain areas. Uh, all sides have their own opinions on this stuff, and, uh, and this was never the vision of Mr. Scott, I don't believe uh, whatsoever, that our sport would be uh, you know, kind of divided in some areas here. 
in together we all want the same thing right and we want this sport to flourish we want it to continue forward we want it to be a, a good environment for anglers and provide a pathway for for the uh, kids that are coming up the next generation and that's what he tried to create uh, with bass in the very beginning that was his vision um, and I think that would be a great way that we can honor the man's name going forward is to continue to try to do our part as stewards of our sport to to further uh, the conservation efforts further the the fair and uh, equal practice of, of the competitive uh, nature out there of fishing and continue to provide pathways for all all folks and make it affordable for the love of pete um i think somewhere along the lines we forgot that one too is that uh as, as these expenses go up it seems like we we're not setting expenses based on what is a a fair price but more as what can the market bear um and that is that is that's pretty rough because uh it's it's not easy to make a living doing this stuff out there and a lot of guys will will, will share that sentiment with uh with me so that uh like i said that was one of the biggest pieces there uh, that we wanted to pass on as well also a huge congrats to jesse wiggins um this young man's one of the newer names on the uh, uh bass pro tour and he picked off a win there at uh lake of the ozarks uh, went up against some straight world-class hammers to get it done so congratulations to him tell you what folks we're gonna go ahead and wrap this bad boy up here um the the kayak world continues to uh to impress us i'm really excited about the future we're gonna make some adjustments to our scheduling seeing what we've got going on there and we'll just we'll continue forward and uh hopefully we're we're gonna find that this this coming uh, tournament here at Horsetooth, we've made some mental gains here a little bit and uh we get out there and we put a show together and do something uh, that actually just have a good showing that's what we're aiming for is to go out there and just have a have a good showing there's uh, the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters on Saturday. Uh, this is a, a fantastic group. There's some straight hooks in this group that are going to be fishing this. And these guys have all fished horse tooth uh, a lot more than we have. So we're, uh, we got we got all the things stacked against us as usual, just the way we like it. Uh, we'd have it no other way. So this should be a lot of fun uh, going up there and testing our skills against that group. So stay tuned with us on our social channels here. Um, stick with us uh, to see results, see some of the media that we have coming through that. Um, and even Lola, the cat here, she's, uh, she's uh, telling you guys, as always, tight lines. Be safe, y'all. <laughs>